The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the 8th chapter. Glory to you, Lord. And he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected of the elders and of the chief priests and scribes and be killed and after three days rise again. And he spake that saying openly. And Peter took him and began to rebuke him. But when he had turned about and looked on his disciples, he rebuked Peter, saying, Get thee behind me, Satan, for thou savorest not the things that be of God, but the things that be of men. And when he had called the people unto him, with his disciples also, he said unto them, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself, and take up his cross, and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, but whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and for the gospel's, the same shall save it. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Whosoever, therefore, shall be ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him also shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he cometh in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Christ. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, it has finally happened. I had long expected it and dreaded it. Uh, I had hoped that my friend might be safe. After all, I have known him since I was a child. But no, he too has been canceled or censored or, well, deemed to fully be himself. Yes, Kermit the Frog has not escaped the censor's grasp he and his Muppet friends, well, they have apparently committed present-day sins in the past, and now they must pay the price. Disney, of course, hoping to make money, expanded their portfolio of offerings on their platform by adding the Muppets uh, to Disney+, Plus, but placed a warning in front of 18 of the episodes so that you would not be offended. Well, my Muppet friends undoubtedly find themselves in the middle of, or maybe just at the beginning, of cancel culture. Gina Carano, college professors, and historical figures have already been canceled, some of them for the most shockingly boring of offenses. Heroes of the faith, uh, you know, men whose 300-year-old sermons we were reading and adoring just 10 years ago, well... They're not even in the kingdom of God anymore. Turns out they were sinners too. Even if some of the statues that were removed in recent years were of truly abominable men, well, of course, it didn't stop there, did it? Uh, for example, the students at Washington University are now demanding the statue of George Washington be removed. And those are just the headlines, of course, just the public cancellations I'm sure there are millions of stories of friendships ended, social media bans, jobs lost or threatened, and we'll never even hear about those. A few years ago, we started hearing about this phrase, 
the right side of history? Well, the people saying it, they meant it. You see, they, they want to not only rewrite history, but they want to mold the future too, so they can guarantee themselves a spot on the right side. I mean, we joke about re-education camps and Big Brother and uh, Thought Police, but the truth is many of our schools already function as that. Uh, we've seen it in the two different schools our uh, children go to, our elementary schools, just miles apart, very different ways in which and the content of what they're teaching. Now, some are more brazen than others, and it seems like the more educated you get, the more in danger you are of being thought policed. Long gone are the days of schools just, you know, teaching the three R's and the hard sciences, teaching you to recognize logical fallacies and solve problems. No, now they're told what to think. And if you don't think what you're told, well, could be a problem for you. Cancel culture is taking hold in the church, too. You know, we're always sort of the, the last people in society to change. Maybe that's good or bad, I don't know. But there are signs of significant caving to the culture all around us. Last week, for example, Max Lucado, best-selling author, you know, you'll see his Christian books all over the place. Well, he apologized for a sermon he gave in 2004, which was a perfectly good sermon, traditional, orthodox, fair, reasonable. And now he is sorry for what he said then. Christian, uh, contemporary Christian music, well, it's celebrating the first number one single by an openly LGBT artist. The list of formerly traditional stalwarts who have changed their minds on a number of doctrinal uh, topics is growing by the day. I guess they're afraid of being canceled. So what they're hoping to do is preempt the mob through self-flagellation. But with every one of these cancellations, our beliefs, which I'd like to think are you know, pretty normal and reasonable, well, they're pushed further and further into some kind of extreme camp, extreme territory. Our core theology and its resulting you know, moral convictions. We're, we're like those town people who, who have to retreat further and further into the city walls because what's going on out there is less and less agreeable. You know, first, it was just the peripheral issues, the, the outsiders that were threatened. But the mob wasn't happy with that, so they, they started coming for the townspeople too. And for decades, the, the issues that the church has faced, they were peripheral, even compatible with the gospel. You know, racism is evil. Extreme patriarchy or something, it's bad. You know, some of the old ways of doing things, they're bad too. We could go there, you know, talk, adapt, agree sometimes, maybe disagree sometimes, comfortably outside the city walls, maybe even have debates about these sorts of things. Uh, not anymore. And now the issues are core issues issues on which the church can't compromise. And we somehow, sort of it seems like overnight, went from being in the majority to being in the minority. Well, in all fairness, Jesus said that was going to happen, so we can't really complain or feel ourselves victims. But as an example, gender and marriage, you know, they're not just hot topics of the day. They're gospel issues. They speak to God's created order 
his moral norms. They are in the, in the protection of the vulnerable. And protecting historical figures from being canceled, it's actually pretty important. You know, don't think that they're going to stop what, at preachers like George Whitfield or, or Jonathan Edwards because they own some slaves. They're going to go all the way to Jesus. And in fact, they already have, right? Jesus is seen by many to be the archetype for everything wrong with the world. I mean, don't you know that the Bible defends slavery and patriarchy and Christians were imperialists? Don't you know about the Crusades, you know, and homophobia and genocide in the Bible and on and on? They'll pin all of that on Jesus and his followers. You see, when Jesus talks about taking up your cross and following him, when we are told to deny ourselves, when we are told that gaining the world profits us nothing, those statements don't always mean the same thing. Sometimes it means you'll be thrown into a Roman Colosseum to the lions. Sometimes it means you'll get canceled. I'd rather be canceled than the whole lion thing, by the way. But as a group, it means we should probably be preparing for mass cancellation. It's a pattern of history. Do we have what it takes to survive and thrive? But Jesus' teaching here is not just communal. You're not off the hook. It's personal, too. It's not just about the church surviving the turning tide against our institutional beliefs. You are personally called to reject anything in your life that has keep you from following God. An addiction, a secret, a compromise, an immoral job, an unhealthy relationship. You know what it is. We are to leave those things behind. For being a part of a persecuted church will not save you if you yourself do not deny yourself. That is, even if the church that you belong to suffers for doing what is right, but you yourself do not, well, then you likely have not taken up your cross or truly probed the depths of your own heart. But you know, this gospel passage, it's not just about death and dying and persecution lest it all sound negative. It's actually about life and salvation. The whole world may cancel us. They may cancel Jesus too. They might close our churches. They might threaten us with the loss of our tax-exempt status. Maybe they'll try to get us to sign some kind of civil rights conformity card so that we can legally gather. Who knows? It was only a few years ago that Houston's mayor asked some pastors for their sermons. Remember that? But the promises of Jesus will stand fast. He says that those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. It's not the judgment of the state or our peers that we should fear anyway. It's the judgment of God. And yet through Christ, we don't even need to fear His judgment, for we are saved by grace through faith. Our eternal home is secured, and our sins are forgiven. And it gets even better than that. 
Cancel culture and all of the various social pathologies that are working their way through the system now, they can't survive forever. They really can't even survive for very long. The seeds of their own destruction are right there in their worldly and baseless and floundering ideas. Cancel culture has already begun to eat its own and practically become a parody of itself. It's not a worldview anybody really wants because it's not rooted in forgiveness and reconciliation or kindness or human flourishing or objective truth or peace. It's about punishing you if you don't agree. And just like the leaders of the French revolutions, you know, the, the revolution, the ones who got it all kicked off, they were eventually assassinated. Well, so too will this pass hopefully with a lot less bloodshed and no guillotines. And when it does, we'll be there, ready and willing, as always, with a message of truth and hope to offer the world and to rebuild it once again. Just as we did in the wake of fascism and communism and empiricism and barbarism, because only in Christ is forgiveness possible, is life restored, is hope present, and is the future good. For only in Christ can we be freed from our sins, and therefore only in Christ can we live among one another joyfully and at peace. So don't lose hope. We won't be canceled forever. Indeed, we will certainly be the force for good that rebuilds the world if and when it has destroyed itself. And the God who has chosen us as his own, he will never disown us, even when we have committed real offenses against him. For unlike the mob, God forgives those who seek after him and trust in him. Amen.